Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I wouldn't be surprised if we never saw Denise Richards again. You're listening to Bandwagons. I did it. Talk to me. I finished it. I finished it. Beverly Hills. Many, many weeks we after we said it. we were going to cover it. I don't know um, we did say we were going to cover this in 2020 and then I really <laughs> ambitiously thought I could finish this. Um, but I did. I finished it just in time for the new season. Um, maybe we'll do like little reviews for ourselves of the new season on Patreon. That's a good idea, Brie, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. It's the sixth franchise in the Real Housewives um, TV show, if you're familiar with it. Why did you start watching Breed. Did we started watching this purely to cover for the podcast, but did you expect to enjoy it as much as you did? It has always been a show that I knew as it's same with like 90 Day Fiance and all those. Like I just know the minute I start watching it, I'm gonna fall down a rabbit hole. So I was kind of putting off starting it until I had time. Um so I watched this in like I think it was September, October, um started it and like went got straight into it could not speak to anyone for seven weeks because my housemates, every time they came into the room, I was watching Housewives and I was like, this is my thing now. This is my life now. Um, it's, yeah, I just loved it. And yeah, what, did, what was the question? <laughs> did you expect to love it as much as you did? Like, because obviously like we're, we, we're big reality TV fiends and I knew I loved it. I think the reason why I held off for... S- I'm not really sure why I held off for so long. I think it was because like, there's a lot of series, a lot of franchises. I kind of found it a bit intimidating from that perspective. Um, there was, I had an idea that it was like really manufactured, like that I wouldn't really enjoy it from that perspective. But then once I actually dug in, I was like, oh, it's so much more than like, cause obviously there is, like, there is a lot of production in it. There's a lot of producing. It's not like fly on the wall. Like obviously the early series are very raw in comparison to we'll say the newest series but you don't just watch for the reality element of it you watch for the, the look. fashion the like the like the drama even though you know it might be construed you watch it for the people themselves like individually like as a group the trips the like, the trips, like the wanderlust yeah. yeah like 100 like there's so much more to it than just the the Women reality fight. tv of it if that makes sense yeah exactly yeah no, I loved it. I have been putting off watching the other series of this because I didn't want to confuse my housewives when we were when it got to us finally recording this episode. But now that we are doing it, I cannot wait to start um, any of the others and just like jump in head first. Yeah, God, there's so many. But like with this as well, I because like I'm a bit of a purist in terms of the reality TV that I watch and I really enjoy spin-offs or whatever. But like this is 
like I can't even name all of them, but you've like New York, Dallas, Beverly Hills, obviously, Orange County, um, Potomac, Salt Lake City. Is it Potomac? It's not Potomac. It's Potomac. It is Potomac. It's not. It's Potomac. It is. Ask Connor Bean. Real Housewives of Potomac. Is it not Potomac? No, I would have thought Potomac, but I'm pretty sure it's not pronounced like that. Anyway, whatever. Real Housewives of wherever that place is. Um, Cheshire. Like, obviously, we had Dublin Wives here, which, like, isn't, like, an official Bravo thing. They had to... You know what I mean? It's like... Yeah. Didn't they have to stop Dublin Wives because it was too similar? The format was too similar. And it wasn't Bravo. Oh, I didn't... You you Google out there and check that while I continue. I feel like whatever uh, point I was making. I heard it on a podcast. Um, but like my like my point was like with a lot of these spinoffs, you'd be a bit like I would be a bit like oh like I I don't want it. It's not going to be as good. But any house size fans that I know, like they all have their favorites and they all have their comfort blanket kind of series. Like which is why we started with Beverly Hills because that's the one that the majority of people recommend. They either recommend Beverly Hills or they recommend New York. But like even Vic and Veen obviously we're friends with, they seem to watch like all of the franchises as they've watched them. Now they don't like all of them equally, but there's always kind of something there for a fan to jump in with and enjoy even at like a base level, which I find is really interesting. I don't know if it's just the the format that works. It's it's so, 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 so interesting. So interesting as a reality TV fan. Okay, so just to clarify, um, in late 2012, NBC became interested in Dublin Housewives, which is not part of the Real Housewives franchise, and uh, noticed similarities between it and their franchise. After viewing an episode of the show, NBC requested changes be made. It was agreed between NBC and TV3 that Housewives that the Housewives title of the series would be replaced by Wives, and that Dublin Spire be removed from the program's logo, which appeared uh, similar to promotional material for the Real Housewives of New York City, which features the iconic Empire State Building. There you go. Gas. We should watch Dublin Wives for Patreon as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was idea. your favourite and least favourite moment of the series? Oh, overall? Of, yeah. Of Beverly Hills, like, obviously. Yeah. Oh, um, my favourite... I'm I'm just, like, a big, big Lisa Rinna fan. I actually do really like Dorit as well. Um, so my I think like I Lisa, didn't like to read it to start and then I got yes, it and same. the same like I text people and I was like oh I hate her and then I was and like I oh know. no actually I don't I feel like I've been made to hate her or they were setting me up to hate her but then I just it's just like it. she's just so flamboyant and all but like when she's like jaggy and uh, like she's just gas and I love trying to spot, I love trying to spot Claudine and Robbie Keane whenever they're having like parties and they're eating PKs because they're always there if you look closely enough I know I was I was looking at the last one on the the last the series, whichever the one that the housewarming that Denise doesn't go to and I said it to like my male housemate who has had to like struggle through this with me as I've tried to finish it and I was like Robbie Keane is fully in this and he was like where where and I was like oh like I don't know no, like I, I'm assuming he'll come up you know stage, when she sings to him on the boat on the boat for his birthday like there or she's singing like fever or something and PK is standing there and like Claudine is like standing beside him with her phone video on the whole thing, like right there. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I need to watch that back. Yeah, it's I love it. It just makes it feel a little bit closer to home. Um, My favourite moment of the thing, I think it's not really a moment, but I just love Lisa Rinna's comeback because she like obviously was really villain or she was really portrayed as the villain with the whole Kim thing and like Kim... Kim's gonna what she said something about Kim's drinking or whatever and then like really got shafted for it and then the next season she came back and she was just like the the mediator and talking everyone through their problems and like the voice of reason and I just thought that was absolutely gas um my least favorite I don't I don't know I'm not really into the whole Vanderpump I feel like she's a big puppet master that can't can't ever say she's the puppet master did she sell the stories to Radar Online? Absolutely. Everything, like the same, it's the same pattern all the time where her, it's like, Lisa told me to do this and then Lisa's like, no, I didn't. And it's always like the new cast member. Uh, and it just, it's happened one too many times for it to not be true, you know? Yeah. What's your favourite and least favourite? My, fr- from Drama Entertainment, loved season nine. Um... I love any of the trips, like the Amsterdam dinner, obviously. 
like the glam from Erica, wherever they go. Yeah, the latex. I'm trying to think. Yeah, the latex. That was iconic. Well, I'll start with my least favorite because I was thinking like Farween, that whole thing of Lisa Rinna dressing up as Erica Jane. Like I physically cringe every time they roll back that clip. I kind of like. I got it. No, I got it. And like I, the cost. I wasn't against like the costume or anything she did, but the whole thing was like big at game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was. I I just can't like it's so. That's where I'm like I was taken out of the moment. I was like this is so like production-y and she's trying like. She's trying to get this drama and like she's being like that actor, like her actor self. Like I just can't fucking, I couldn't deal with that. Um, God, the Amsterdam dinner is so good. And like, you know, that that initial confrontation between Adrian, Paul and Brandy. Like yes. that's like, that's next level, like raw, probably bordering on problematic where they're all like screaming at each other. It honestly gets my adrenaline pumping, like, to be quite honest. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else. Uh, but I, I mentioned this later on, but like, there's so many of the middle seasons where it's a bit of a blur. Um, This is kind of like, maybe this is a bit of a nasty thing to say, but like, it was kind of funny to watch Yolanda and David, because I, I obviously already do. Yeah, not, like, not even Fall from Grace, because like, I didn't particularly like them. But like, I, yeah, I already knew like that I he hated David Foster. Yeah, yeah, I already because I follow Catherine McPhee, um, who is like his current wife, and I was like, hang on a second, I know this guy, and he's like absolutely married to someone else now. So it was weird watching that, and she's like doing all the cooking. That was there was a very like, um, what is the word? Like she was very much like I serve my husband and I do everything just to make my husband happy, and it was like a little bit too much for me. He seems like such a knob. And he did nothing for her, like, really. Like, okay, you you can play chopsticks. That don't impress me much, you know what I mean? Anyway, like, it's just... Uh, Take Care by Drake. That's the yeah. only song I play on piano, because it's... Dun, 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 dun. That's it. Which is, like, technically Jamie XX, I think. But anyway, yeah, literally, like, I, it's it was... When you're in on it like that, it's kind of interesting to watch that. You know what else? I just remember that was funny. And again, not the actual event is funny, but you know, the whole lead up to Bella Hadid's DUI. Yeah. That was like incredible. Like, and did you, did you ever read the letter that Yolanda wrote to her after? No. Oh, that's very, well, I'll share that on social media because it's very, it's very just like Yolanda to through and through. Like, it's very strange. Um, yeah, I think they're my favorite ones off the top of my head. Um, favorite housewife, Lisa Rinna. Absolutely hands down. Of Beverly Hills. Hands down, Lisa Rinna. Yeah. I would die for that woman. I actually think I would die for that woman. See, <laughs> I, I do you really not like Lisa Vanderpump? Or is it just I'm, like I've no time for her. I, I will probably watch her new thing on Hey You with um she has like celebrities coming over served with her or something, yeah. Um just purely because there's like some really cool celebs on it. Um so I might dip in um, and out of that. But I really she just got boring for me and infuriating. I, I, I do see where you're coming from. I, and I agree with your point that she's well able to dish it out, not really able to take it. And I stand by the thing, as much as I found season nine really entertaining, there was something that left, there was a bit of an ethical quandary for me where I felt like she probably shouldn't have filmed it at all. She was clearly grieving. But there is something, sometimes I'm watching and I'm like, I wish LVP was still here. And to watch that downfall of the friendship with her and Kyle, that is sad. And I miss that friendship because I thought they were like funny friends. Yeah. But also kind of fundamentally toxic. It's so strange. Yes. Like it's so, it's so strange to, ha- to say that and have those two things be true at once. You know what I mean? Where it's like they had the toxic friendship, but at the same time loved watching them. Like they clearly had such a laugh. Yeah. I kind of had no interest in Pandora either. I was like, give me Max all day long. I like, But they seem to like shove Max under the carpet and they're like, look at our perfect Pandora and watch us plan her wedding. Pandora was so fucking boring. I just wanted to hear more about Max and just see what he was up to. Mm. Seems like a bit of a Did you watch card. any of Vanderpump Rules? No. It's, I think it's been kind of like dogged with kind of like racist controversy since. But if we should watch the earlier seasons, maybe someone who's a bigger fan, let us know. I never it never appealed to me it still kind of doesn't I don't care about the people that work in a restaurant 
it had like a big cult, like really, really big cult following. Um, yeah. For the people who did watch it, but I just wasn't arsed. Um, my, two of my housemates went to one of her restaurants when they were in LA and they said they could, uh, like the food was extortionate. I'd believe it. So. Sure, how is she? She has to keep all the animals. You know what I mean? Yeah, the swans and that all. That swan feed, I'd say, is through the fucking roof. Anyway, do you know we what? Were very- again, well, so, sorry, before we carry on to introduce our guest, I was, again, maybe this is kind of like sadistic of me, but I was kind of sad that we didn't get like a sad housewives moment about with Jiggy. LVP about Jiggy. Yeah, some, a lot of people I think I, I think I needed that for closure, you know, more than anything else. But anyway, yeah. I digress. Please introduce our guest, Freed. We are, we've, this has been a long time coming, but um, we have wanted Louise on this podcast for over a year now and she chose the topic and we are here now to discuss that topic 13 months later. Um, so here is Louise McSharry. Louise McSharry, thank you so much for joining us on Bandwagons. I have a question before we get into Housewives. Oh. Do you remember yeah. the conversation myself, yourself and Breed had... <laughs> Before 13 months ago, <laughs> before the Panasonic, the pandemic Lovato, um, where we basically coerced you into coming on the podcast and we were like, mm-hmm. yes, let's do something. Let's definitely do it. That now seems like a lifetime ago. Yeah. What a time. It Can really we go back, does. please? That came up that night that we were at came up in my memories recently. And it is really like a load of people packed into a room. And it was right before everything shut down and I was like wow that really happened that was a thing so I can vaguely remember it but it feels like it happened in another world yeah it was so packed we literally couldn't sit anywhere like this was and if you see it in real life now you'd be like you'd be lynching like yeah you were genuinely the last person we had a Guinness with I think before like obviously summer and stuff happened but before it all kicked off initially we were sitting on high schools in Guineas I am honoured, honoured to be that person. <laughs> and in fairness, the listeners know this, but we decided that night that we would do an episode on Housewives and it has taken for nearly 13 months <laughs> to finish Okay, it. no, so here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. So obviously, Housewives is a show that's been on my radar for ages, never really got to it. And then obviously it came to Netflix. We both started watching it, obviously, with the intention of doing an episode on it. Netflix obviously only have the first two series. I think they have more now of like a lot of the franchises. Mm. Instead, we're going with Beverly Hills because it seems to be the starting off point for a lot of people. And I <laughs> I thought I could watch it over Christmas. So I went back, it came up over my stories, on my stories, where I had posted and I was at the end of season two. And I was like, hey, girls, what do we think about me watching all of this in two weeks? And Connor Bean, obviously, King of the Housewives. Check out Housewives Me if you haven't, um, because he is going to cover Housewives much more quickly than we will at this point. Um, and he wrote to me and he was like, um, appreciate the ambition, girl, but I I don't know. I don't know. And I was like, oh, but what if I skip like season four? And he was like, mm, maybe, but I finished. I finally finished. And what a roller coaster it was. Yeah. And, and honestly, I think like one thing that's been interesting for me as people have started to watch Housewives, because I've been watching these women for 13 years, like not the Beverly Hills women, because they haven't been on for 13 years. But I started watching the Real Housewives of Orange County um, around the time that season two aired because I couldn't get it when season one was airing, I couldn't get it on the internet. Like I just couldn't access it. And then as soon as I could, I was in. Um, so I've been watching this over such a long time that to to see people over the last year binging all of it. Um, you know, people have been saying things to me that I'm like, oh, I, like I've completely forgotten. And like people have different feelings about various, I say characters, I mean, they are real people, but people have different feelings about various characters um, based on watching things really quickly. Whereas I'm like, I have, like, I have a long relationship with these people. And so I think, you know, you can, like, if you're, if you're binging something really fast, you can, one day you hate someone. And then the next day you've kind of forgotten about that uh, because you've moved on to the next thing. But then like a memory that for me would be something that happened seven years ago is like really fresh in your mind. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of a diff, I'm babbling, but it's, it's kind of a different experience. So I actually think it's better that you watched it over a longer period of time. I think you will probably have gotten more out of it. Yeah, I I really thought it was like um, 
I was nearly, I wrote down in my notes, like the curse of being kept for more than one season, because as I was watching it, every time a new girl came in, they were like the best. And then once they were kept on for another season, they were immediately switched and they became the villain. And it was like, yeah. it seemed like the curse of like your second season, you will always be the villain. But maybe it's just because we watched it too fast and it obviously was spread out over two years or something like yeah. Well, that's not something that I've noticed. But what's funny for me is that there are people who are on the show, like I was kind of refreshing my memory to chat to you guys. And there's people I've complete, like I had forgotten, like genuinely forgotten wherever on the show. Yeah, we, um, we just said that about Joyce. So I was like, if Joyce comes up, yes. we're going to just have to quickly sk- skim over it. It's like literally not a breeze. I Googled this morning. I was like reading lists of like best memories because I was trying to remind myself of all my favorite things that have happened. And I was like, Joyce, I don't. But that's funny that you guys feel that way too because she was obviously just like a non-entity. That's a blip. Yeah. It was no, so funny. But people, when, I, when I spoke about it on stories, like people were like, or it was like kind of 50-50. People were like either really purist and they were like, no, you need to watch season four to like get it and like there's some funny moments obviously like with the Wicca and the witch thing and everything blah blah and then other people oh, were Carlton, like no you yeah. could you could yeah there were other people were like no you could actively skip it it literally does not matter but the thing is I kind of feel like you could kind of jump in anywhere because they it is so good as a series as a series in the way that it like catches you up through yeah. obviously it's better I think if you've followed it all the way through and like you followed the women and you have these attachments to them but yeah you can kind of jump in wherever you definitely can I'm a purist just with every like basically all tv that I watch I I always have to go back to the start I don't like the idea of like missing anything or there being anything that I don't understand which actually is why I have such a hard time with 90 day fiance because I'm like where is the start like there's so many there's like 90 day fiance red 90 day fiance on an island 90 day fiance before the 90 days like there's so many different franchises that I find it really confusing and I just so that's why I actually haven't managed to watch it properly because I need to go back to the beginning um, but I, I noticed that recently that I think you probably could dip in um, to kind of the freshest series of various franchises like Dallas, I'd say you could probably just watch this most recent series and you'd be grand like you wouldn't really have missed anything. And also things move quickly, as we said, like people come, people go like, you know, we move on. People are best friends in one series and then they're immortal enemies in the next. So, yeah, I suppose you don't really you don't need the history, even though personally, I just think you would be missing out on hours of wonder and enjoyment. What's your favorite season? My favorite season of Beverly Hills. Yes. Yeah. Oh God. I don't know. Um, I'd have to really think about that. I think maybe um, like I, I was thinking about it this morning and I was thinking about those early seasons were really good where, and I mean, God forgive me, but where Kim Richards was on the edge, Kyle was trying to hold it all together. Brandy Glanville was like, I think Brandy is actually one of the most upfront and honest people that's ever been in the housewives like when she was a mess she was a mess she was never pretending um and I think those that season where she came in and she became such good mates with Lisa and she kind of um was against Kim and Kyle was a brilliant season all those I find that like when there is a family dynamic involved it usually does make things a little bit better. There's more at stake. Emotions are higher. um, And I think that those seasons are really good, which is why I'm so excited about the fact that, um, what's it called? Paris Hilton's mom, Kathy, thank you, is coming in the new series. Although I wish we could have Kim and Kathy and Kathy. Yeah, you imagine. Yeah. Yeah, third wheel and never works out. I was only saying this to Breed though when we were talking about it at the weekend when we were finally gearing up to do this. But And even in my experience of watching it, like I loved, same as you, like those early series because even though it was like the sixth installment kind of of the whole Housewives franchise, like it wasn't necessarily a new concept, but like it's still kind of raw. They're still, mm. they're not as like careful, I think, about everything. Yeah. Like that cast was just really strong, even with kind of all the like problematic shit I love the way like we all kind of have aftercare and reality tv stuff at the front of our mind now and looking yeah. at how ethical things are but that yeah. messiness is just yeah. unparalleled when it comes to entertainment then yeah. for me as well like I'm conflicted because I was I was glued to season nine like I was right. it was 
it was after a few kind of ones where I was just like coasting through, like trying to finish it. Yeah. And season nine with all the stuff with LVP and Kyle, I was like, oh, that as was much good. again. Yeah, I was conflicted because I was like, I don't think she should have done this series. And then at the same time, I was like, like yeah. I could not be taken away from the screen. I thought that was really good, but I also found it really like sad because yeah, I I had known these women as friends for like you know when did LVP come in? What series? Series four, oh. three. Oh, no, she was there from the beginning. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Silly. How dare I? Um, so I'd watched, you know, nine years of Lisa and Kyle being best mates and they'd been through so much that like, that's, those are the bits that kind of upset me when you see the genuine friendships and like, that was a friendship ruined by being on TV. Like yeah. really, that's what it came down to. Like, you know, yes, it was about selling stories and all the rest which by the way is an accusation that had been thrown at least Vanderpump from the very beginning um but really it was about trust and honesty um and and I believed Kyle like you know I I do think that Kyle was telling the truth and I think she decided to call her friend out and her friend was not willing to take that and I I think that was a real loss of a very genuine friendship but was I glued to it yes absolutely 100% would I watch another breakdown of a friendship yes I absolutely would please <laughs> <laughs> I I uh, only started I watched the reunions over the last few days just to like refresh my memory but I only yeah. started with season 5 because it's everything happens in season 5 I think with Lisa Rinna comes in it's like the yeah. wine glass grabbing Kim by the neck yeah, uh, just I think Yolanda gets dinner like yeah, Brandy oh. slapping Lisa. That's all the same season. It was that was my favorite. Whopper, and isn't that the reunion with the bunny? Yeah, bunny rabbit. Yeah, I think it might be. Is, there, is that the next Lisa one? Rinna. The bunny, it's that one I or just, the next one where Lisa Rinna has given yeah has given um Kim a a bunny for her grandson and Kim returns the bunny on the reunion as Lisa sits and does a single tear down her face <laughs> not such a per- like not since Lauren Conrad in the hills have we seen such an immaculate tear dripping down a silent face it was exquisite Lisa brings a lot yeah she really does I'd watch just now, her. If she was the only one left, I'd still watch it, I think. Yeah, see, fully. I think the thing about Lisa Rinna is that Lisa Rinna knows what she's doing. Like, Lisa Rinna knows that she has to deliver. She know, Like, we know that this bitch will do anything for money. I respect it. <laughs> Please get me, like, an adult nappy ad. I will do it, no problem. Um, you know, she has this thing about making the money so that Harry Hamlin never has to take a role he ever wants to ever, or he doesn't want to ever again. I love it. So she does the work that she needs to do to keep herself on the show. But I don't have a problem with that. Like, sometimes it's a bit much. You're like, okay, Lisa, calm down. But I have found on the last couple of seasons, I actually really, really enjoyed her. I felt like she had a little dip. But that with the bunny, oh my God, it was immaculate. It was immaculate. In the history books. Yeah, like there was, like, I love her, but to agree with what you're saying in terms of that dip of like, I don't know, like, because I remember, do you know... I suppose we had that experience because we were binging with people where I was texting like my friends who were the same as mm. you'd watch from the start. Like my friend Keen at home, he, he's he been like, and he's like, OG Stan, whatever. And I remember being like, do we love Lisa? Do we hate Lisa? And even I said it to Breed, I think, because obviously she finished before me and Breed was like, yeah, they're just, there are these moments where she says things and they're like awful, but it's like, there's kind of actually no malice in them, but it's just that she just doesn't know when to shut up. She Just, definitely has her moments. I think they all do, though, you know, except for maybe Kyle. Yeah. Kyle kind of always keeps it together, except for maybe you're sick, you're a liar, and you're an alcoholic. Like, that she really lost <laughs> I it I want there. that tattooed on me. I know. <laughs> I know. Like, that moment. Ooh, it was so good. Um, do you... Do you like Kyle? Because I've seen this... Maybe... And again, forgive me, any housewives purists. Maybe it's not a recent debate, but like... I love her, right? But I feel like I understand why people don't like her because she's she's that mom in the friend group, that very mammy role. I know people are kind of like tired of the caftans and just kind of people kind of consider her boring in comparison to the rest of them and like the crying and the plot lines about like, oh, my children are growing up and I'm so sad and I love my husband, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But like, 
I don't know. I just, I find myself being so drawn towards her. Maybe yeah. in a way that I want her to mother me. I can't explain it. I would love her to mother me. Um, first of all, let's just get that out of the way. That would be the dream. <laughs> to be cared for in the way that she cares for those children. Like Portia. Portia lives the dream life. That little girl. Oh, Portia needs to Spin up, Seriously, um, but I I like Kyle. I've always liked Kyle. Like I think she's I think she's quite genuine. Like given the situation, um, I think she's not as exciting as some of the other housewives. And no, her style like is not amazing. And um, you know, she's definitely not bringing the looks like a Jarrett or an Erica, and she's not bringing the drama the way that like Elisa Rinna does. But I think you need those people in the cast. Like you need someone to kind of slightly be the Greek chorus. You need someone to be a little bit sensible sometimes, even though she's not always sensible and she's kind of the glue that that holds it all together like at the end of the day you always need someone who can have like a coffee with the person from the left hand side and a per- person on the right hand side do you know what I mean um yeah but she's not so boring like she still obviously does the splits and does her like ponytail like you know swing around and I, I would watch her relationship with Mauricio all day like absolute goals um yeah, no, I really like her. I really like her. And I and I think, you know, she did stand up to Lisa Vanderpump, which, you know, we can't ever forget. Like, that's a big deal. I get the vibes from Kyle that she's more, she's not really a cast member. She's more of like a production member that's yeah. like in the middle of the cast and like yeah. has kind of built it really. Like, yeah. Yeah, and people say that about, well, they said that about Bethany Frankel as well. Um, and I think that's that's the truth, like the origins of the series. I think Kyle brought, like suggested people to Andy Cohen or whoever the producer was, who, like uh, the people who should be on the series. And I think, um, you know, that's often how it starts. They find one woman that they like and then they suggest a couple of others. And then I think it's gotten a little bit looser as the years have gone by. But she was kind of the OG of this series, I think, Um yeah. No, I love her, actually. On the subject of Mauricio, the husbands of Beverly Hills, could you rank oh, them? Wow. Who's your faves? Who would you put in the bin? Okay, well, I'll start by saying that there's one who who would have been at the very bottom and is now toward the top, and that is PK. Oh! Yeah. Wasn't it yeah. that? PK? I, yeah, I... I think I kind of agree. I <laughs> I, I found yeah. myself like really warming to his like personality and the way he like goes for Dorit and like supports her so much. I'm kind yeah. of like, especially the last two seasons, I've been like looking like this. People can't see me, not a visual medium, but I'm like <laughs> side-eyeing him a bit where I'm like, I get this now. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, that was me too. Like I, I really hated him. Like especially remember when... Um, With the panty what yeah well I hate geez I hated him during that but remember at that and I think it was that series at that party where Erica had the big pink hair um yes and she she ended up having a row with him and I hated him but I warmed and I found I felt like he was really committed to her and I think he owned up to being kind of you know not cool when he wasn't cool and like I think there's a lot to be said for that Mauricio is at the top 100% um sorry I'm flicking through to remind myself I mean we won't talk about Taylor's husband obviously or IP um I actually quite liked Adrian's husband, Paul Malou. Yes, <laughs> um, same. I was God. like, and I knew when I started watching, because I got like, I knew, because you, you know, you're like vaguely aware of these people from like headlines and stuff, even yeah. before I started watching. And I knew they weren't together anymore. And I was just yeah. like, oh. Yeah, like I, just, <laughs> I think he is just kind of like, I mean, obviously he's not stupid because he's a plastic surgeon, but he's just kind of a bit of a like bumbling idiot. Um, yeah. <laughs> He certainly let her run the show, which I respect. Um, I liked, I mean, <laughs> is Kelsey Grammer in it? Because he was there at the very <laughs> beginning. He would be down, right down the bottom. I think really, to be honest, there's not many that I liked. I didn't like Eileen's husband. I didn't like Ken. I didn't like, I didn't really like any of them. Harry Hamlin. For, oh, I love. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Harry Hamlin. Okay. Harry Hamlin actually number one. Mauricio number two. Um, Teddy's like kind of slightly wet blanket husband, maybe three. I can't, I can't even yeah, remember these He's hot in the face, though. Can I get it? Like, the personality, no. I, I get you there. I just, Donnie? like, I can... Remember Donnie? Donnie? Um, Donnie? Catherine's husband. <laughs> he was, like, an Catherine. <laughs> Wasn't it Catherine? Cat- she was, Catherine was in it for, like, one and a half seasons. I'm so he, sorry. I actually genuinely do not remember. He was gorgeous. Catherine was shy. Oh. Catherine was shy, but her husband was gorgeous and loved her Donnie so was. much incredibly hot in incredibly so like he met Um, her in the polls for one season what season was that was it six or seven seven i think maybe kathy and johnny Catherine edwards husband i need to see this man i Um, i liked ken up until all the aggro towards the end and like i get why he was because obviously you're gonna stand by your wife whatever but there was there was something about it and i always found it with any fights or any areas of conflict like he was very I don't know what the word is like just stubborn isn't a strong enough word but just very that whatever the word that I'm thinking of is yeah he kind of there's a type of man who I have met through work and he is that type of man yeah Mm. and so therefore I was like (laughs) no thank you I liked him too up until the point when he felt challenged or he felt that Lisa was being challenged. And then he's just like a pull the shutters down, you know, absolutely fuck you. Like there's no reasonable conversation about this. And I hate that. Like it's a temper tantrum kind of vibe. Goodbye, Kyle. Um, that kind of like, not for me. I have reacquainted myself with Donnie. I forgot about him. Yes, absolutely willing to yeah. hear the talk. Yeah, 100%. Justice for um, Donnie. Yeah, I didn't like Eileen's tennis playing. Husband. No, I didn't like him. I always felt like they just didn't like each other. Like they were married to each other, but they did not care for each other at all. It was so strange. Yeah, I got that vibe as well. Like I, I would love, I actually, Eileen, I feel like would make an incredible lesbian. Like <laughs> she has. I love Eileen. She's so boring. I really like Eileen powerful energy you know and I could see her in a really incredible gay relationship um, yeah. and I want that for her basically yeah. um, she doesn't want it but, for herself you know well I suppose it's up to her isn't it <laughs> <laughs> <Just> <laughs> <for Eileen. laughs> yeah like and what was your what was your like dream lineup or if you could put together like Obviously, we know Series 11 is coming, but say you get a call and it's like, we sorry, we need actually you to cast this. Like, we've scrapped all the other ones. Pick from who was in it, maybe friends of. Who would you like to see? So it's very hard because I immediately, I go to Lisa Vanderpump. Um, but because she is like an all-star, like no doubt about it. But I also feel like she's just gone beyond being an entertaining cast member. It's all too kind of considered and knowing. Um, and maybe it's because she's like on the production end of um, Vanderpump Rules and stuff. But like, I just don't think you could have her as much as I would like to. I definitely have Kyle. I would definitely have Lisa Rinna. At the moment, I would definitely have Erica Jane. Um, I would have Kim Richards. I would have Brandy. I'm Faye Resnick? looking over people fairly quickly. Oh, I would like, I, yes, absolutely. The morally corrupt Faye Resnick? Yeah, yeah. get her I'd, there, I'd, I'd like Faye Resnick to just walk the walk. You know what I mean? I don't know if I'd yeah. actually enjoy her, but I'd like to be like, right, you're in a hot seat now, like do something, you know? Yeah. Like, come on, I you're mean, well able to chat when you're a friend of... Let's see what you're like with the housewife title, you know? But I think she sees herself. I think she, she thinks she's above it. Like she's oh, best yeah, mates. Completely. 
like best mates with Chris Jenner. Like she's like, I'm not fucking sinking that low. I think I would bring back Yolanda. Do you know that? Yeah. I think yeah. Yolanda. Like, first season she was great. And then she obviously yeah. got like unwell and tired and not yeah. as entertaining. The whole Lyme but... disease thing was yeah. bad about not that she had her for her having Lyme disease I just mean like the conversation around it was not that enjoyable to watch I didn't think not yeah. her having Lyme disease the debate Jesus Christ I'm not vilifying her for being sick I'm just saying <laughs> the fact that it became a storyline that there was a debate over whether she had it or not like that with yeah. the bar, I didn't like that I didn't think that was I good. never I never want to hear the word Munchausen again no oh Jesus God. Christ that was like never I have I think I have like some sort of PTSD from all of that conversation. And then, do you know what? I would have Garcelle in there. I feel like Garcelle has more to give. I do, We didn't get enough from her last series, I think. But I also think she has to really bring it this season. Like, you can't be away filming a different TV show for the entire time this TV show is filming. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You're either in it or you're not. Or, like, bring us with you. Or, like, you know, somehow create some drama around the other thing that you're working on. She was kind of absent. I definitely... I wouldn't bother with Adrian Malouf. I wouldn't bother with Teddy, Teddy Mellencamp. I'm, I've been enough Camille Grammer, to be honest. Um, Denise, boring. Yeah, I think I think that's where I stand. That's a good lineup. Yeah. Um, I don't think we've talked enough about um, the enigma, the true enigma wrapped in a riddle on cash. Erica Jane. Yeah. I like she I, I just can't figure her out, but I'm obsessed with her. Yeah, I think Erica's a really interesting one because when she came in, like everybody else, I was obsessed. We were all obsessed. Like she everybody goes on, like, oh, she's only looks. Like all she brings is looks. And I'm like, I don't care. That's enough for me. Mm-hmm. Like literally, I could watch her and her glam team, her and Mikey deciding what she's gonna wear. For, that could be the show, and I would be happy. Um, I, I think like I I I'm always dying to see what she's gonna wear. And I know she's kind of um, you know, cold, as they say, and a little bit withdrawn. She doesn't put it all on the table. And that is something that has grated on me with other housewives, but it actually doesn't for me with her. Like I think she gives us enough and I'm very excited about this new series where it seems like she's going to put it all on the table about what's been going on with Tom Girardi who by the way I genuinely think she loved really I I think so as well I just think like it's whatever legal shit is going on like I believe that's why the divorce is happening like I I'm convinced of that. I think there's something going on that I cannot yeah. comprehend because I did not do law. I'm not really yeah. willing to put the time in to understand what's going on. But I yeah. do, I fully believe that they were like in love for whatever yeah. reason they were. I yeah, like I, I, weird. I, well, like, do you, do you, so, so here's the thing. I think there's a few, when you think about their relationship, there's a few, a few ways people can feel. I think you can either think, yes, they're mad in love. They fancy each other, always have. They're riding up a storm, blah, 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 which I think we know actually isn't the truth because um, she kind of basically implied that in the last series. But, or you can think they're, she, she's not in love with him at all. He just wants a hot wife and she just wants a cash cow, which I don't think is true. Or you can think she does love him. He loves her and she loves him for taking care of her, you know? Yeah. And it's a genuine yeah. love. But it is rooted in, I needed someone to take care of me and this man took care of me. Yeah, I watched that scene earlier of when she gets the part on Broadway and he's like sitting holding her hands being like, I'm so proud of you. And she's just kind of like uncontrollably sobbing and her makeup's running down her face. And she's just like, that's all I've ever wanted to hear. And I'm like, this is the most bizarre interaction of a husband and wife I've ever seen. Well, this is the thing. You're right with the... They do. Lo- there is a love there. I just don't know how I feel about it. Well, I think it's it's. I'll get my like you know pop psychology helmet on. I think it's helmet. <laughs> don't know why I went there. Um, <laughs> I think she. What we know about her and her family is that she was raised by her mom, who was like strict and quite hard on her. Um, and I don't think she would. From what I know, based on watching it, I don't think she was ever particularly encouraged or, you know, I don't, it doesn't seem like that relationship was very affectionate or she would have gotten a lot of praise. And I can totally see why, you know, a man, an older man, you know, 
obviously not thinking of him as a father, but like, you know, you get that kind of vibe of like, oh, this person is proud of me and is taking care of me and doing things that I didn't get in my childhood, you know? Like, I do think there's an element of that. And if you've never been, if no one's ever told you I'm proud of you, you know? Yeah. And someone you care about does it. Like, I, maybe I'm transferring here from my own life, but like, I think that would be like a really huge deal. Um, I, I get it. Yeah, it makes sense like that. Do you hope she gets a like a hot young husband now in like season 15 or something? Give it a bit of time, obviously. I would like her to not get into a relationship. I would like her to do a lot of shagging. Yeah. Um, and like, I'd like her to basically be like a Hollywood man, like, like Leonardo DiCaprio. I'd like her to be like Leonardo DiCaprio for a couple of years, like on yachts, Although where is she going to get the money? Is the money all stolen from vulnerable people? Who knows? Um, I'd love to see her dating. Yeah, I'd love to watch her on dates. Yeah. I don't want her in a relationship. I don't want her to be locked down. Yeah. I would love to see her dating. The outfits. Yes. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? (laughs) Just latex head to toe. (laughs) What did you think of season 10? Obviously... Denise v everyone Denise and Brandy potentially shagging like I feel like again this was something that I knew of before I even watched because again like I knew the names saw the headlines and was like oh my god this is absolutely salacious love it and then to watch it play out it was just it was mental especially when you compare the season previous that Denise had where like I really liked her I thought she was good addition and then this it was like Oh, it was so so strange to watch this transformation and this change. I thought so too. Um, I thought like as a viewer, uh, you know, it was a little bit like, I don't like it when there's one storyline for the entire season. You know, yeah. when you're really just watching the same conversation for however many episodes. Um, you know, I get bored, 18, 20 episodes. You know, I, I get bored for sure. Um, but it was a very interesting story. And I thought like, I have never thought that, Brandy was a liar like she's outrageous and she'll say mad stuff and she might embellish but I did I personally genuinely did not think she was lying and I thought it was really interesting to watch Denise kind of scramble and panic and I think what became clear is that Denise was up for being on the show as long as she could very carefully manage her, what, her, how people were seeing her and what people felt about her. And like, even through the Bravo, Bravo, Bravo moments where she just clearly didn't want footage to be used or conversations to be aired. Like you could see that she was trying to really control it. Um, and that was an interesting kind of insight into how the show is made and like a behind the curtain of, you know, how the dynamics actually work. And I do always think it's come up in other franchises as well. It's interesting when the women get annoyed at someone a cast member for not delivering, for holding back and not sharing. That dynamic is always interesting because it's like, yeah, you can see how you would be annoyed if you were like, I'm I'm bringing all of my pain to this program and you won't even tell the truth about this. The thing that for me, like that it came down to is like, what's the big deal? Like, how is it a big deal if you did have sex with Brandy? Like, why is that? Like, if she'd just been like, yeah, I did. Yeah, it would have been fine. You know, it wouldn't have been such a big deal. But she she kind of took on this completely different character, almost like a puritanical person in the most recent series, because the big hullabaloo she made about, you know, the women being at her house for a barbecue and having a conversation about threesomes while her children were, while her teenage kids were in the same garden. You know, she really like, that was like a, a terrible thing that had happened. And she went on and on and on and on about it. Like, I was like, what are you doing like we all know that you were married to charlie sheen like you're not like you know at mass every sunday praying for our sins so why is this the character that you're trying to give us this year yeah i thought i'm I'm babbling but i thought it was it was very interesting to watch her kind of scramble through the series and try and control her image um unsuccessfully i think it was so, but it was like it was two issues in one because it was like the, the girls had like issues because obviously it was this thing that she was also apparently saying all this shit to Brandy about the girls. And yeah. then it became this thing about her having sex with Brandy, which she had more of an issue with. And that, and then it just like, 
spiraled and everything. It was, and you mentioned there about like the whole conversations about the threesomes and whatever. I just can't get over. Like, you know how obviously everything is recorded and they bring it back up at the reunions and they show it to the viewers like constantly, like the recall. I just can't get over how anyone sat there at the reunion when like Denise kind of said like, oh, the daughter came to me and was like, going on about the threesomes and how inappropriate a conversation it was when like they have it on tape that's not what happened she asked the daughter about it and the daughter was like yeah I heard you talking about threesomes and that was as far as it went I thought it was and we were all sitting there I thought it was funny the daughter said yeah it's just it's and then I wonder is it like and again as you said was it like that Denise said all these things uh, when they were filming season nine or whatever, and was like, didn't think anything would be used. You know, like the risk, the stuff about yeah. cookers and the stuff with the shagging and whatever. Didn't think it would be used, yeah. maybe. Yeah. yeah. Didn't think it would be used or whatever. Realized it was. And then was like, oh, fuck. I have to now go in, like, damage control season 10. Yeah. Pull everything back. It was just such a shame because, yeah. as I said, I, I thought she was, like, so funny and so fresh and... Yeah, the, gi- I, the dynamic of her in the group, and then for her just to be like, duh, 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 like yeah. absolute sinking ship. Like, I thought that too, and I think that thing about everything being recorded, you know, is really interesting because you do see that happen where you know someone is denying that something was said, say, and they deny, deny, deny that they said something, and then obviously the editors keep showing us the clip of them saying that exact thing. But I think you can actually convince yourself that you haven't done something that you did do, or that something was said that wasn't said, or that someone was upset about something that they weren't upset about. Like I, I almost think that's like a really interesting insight into human psychology because you know how how else can you explain? it because as you say it is right there and they they are going to show us the truth like you can't really get away with a lie on this program although you know I don't think as as you say I don't think that was ever resolved in the way that it should have been like it should have been like we can literally see that your daughter did not think it was a big deal so like you know you've been wild about this yeah I don't know I don't know. Poor De- I, I agree. It was a. I think Denise was a loss. It was a shame because she was really good fun in the first the first season she came in. What do we want to see in this next season? What is the season eleven? What's yeah. eleven? Yeah. What What are we hoping for? I want all of the details on what's going on with Erica and Tom. Now we're not going to get as much as we like, because obviously anything that's like legal or in court or whatever, we won't be able to hear about. But I want to see real emotion from Erica Jane, you know, over this relationship ending. I want Garcelle to deliver. Um, as I said, like, I want her to really bring it to the table. Um, like, she the thing about Garcelle is that she's not afraid to kind of challenge people so I'd like to see more of that I would love if they did some like you know given the year that we've had I hope you know I think the housewives franchises in general have been doing a better job of confronting the issue of race in America and I'd really like to see that at the Beverly Hills table because there is some pretty you know wild even just classist moments over the years and there's no doubt that you know, most of these women have benefited from a racist society as wealthy white women. So I would love to see there being some kind of confrontation on that. And um, because I think they've actually done it really well, as I said, in other franchises where it doesn't need to be the only conversation, but I feel like it should be a conversation. And um, especially since this was filmed over the last year. Um, and then what else do I want? I oh, I want, I want the vile Kathy drama. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to say, the Scott Disick. I want to hear that whole conversation about Scott Disick. <gasps> yes. Hook that to yes. my veins. Hook I my veins. have an awful feeling that that's going to be it, though. That little snippet that they've given us in the trailer. I have an awful feeling that there's going to be like one conversation and they won't give us any more. But I would love Lisa Rinna being like, fuck's sake. Scott yeah. Disick is in my fucking house again. <laughs> yeah, or Harry like, Hamlin. I want to see Harry Hamlin meeting Scott or, Disick. Or, can, sorry, or AL. Like, please, yes, please please. deliver us some AL from Love Island. Like, her, I need this Love Island crossover. Yeah, honestly, are with AL and Scott Disick. Like, give me that, please. Like, I would love Amelia, Amelia Gray, and Delilah Bell, and AL and Scott Disick sitting by the pool having a bitch. Please, like, I want that show so badly. So, I actually think there's a lot of potential for this next series. We have two, I feel like cast members do we 
Yeah. Yes. So, well, Sutton is a full housewife now after she couldn't, she couldn't do last season because her ex-husband wouldn't let her film at home or whatever, but she's been promoted. Um, And then we have Crystal and then we have Kathy Hilton. Oh, yeah. Um, I think uh, Crystal looks like she's going to be a little firecracker. So I'm looking forward to that. She looks like she doesn't take any shit. Um, Kathy, I just, God, please, like, feed. I just want it so badly. Like, I want to rub it all over my body. Um, Sutton, I don't particularly have any feeling about. I wasn't really in the last series. No. I think she's crazy and I love it. She's just kind of like snooty and. I don't know. I can be convinced, but like, I'm not like dying. I wasn't like, yay, when I heard she was being made a full housewife. I but didn't, be... I really didn't like her at the start. And then I, I wouldn't say I warmed to her, but as a pure character or entertainment purposes, I was like, yeah, I get this. So yeah. I'm intrigued to see more. But I feel like in the same way that you could be convinced, I feel like I could be convinced that I actually hate her and don't like her at all. It could really go either way for her this season, I think. Well, I mean, look, I am never more fickle than I am about my feelings about these women. Like, I could easily, like in one episode, be on side with one person and then the next episode swing wildly to the other direction. But it's going to be a busy season because the ca- it's, it's quite a big cast. Now, um, I in Connor Bean was reviewing the season, obviously for Housewives and Me or the trailer, and he has the press release. I don't know if he listened to this, but it's so funny. Like they're talking about like one of the plot lines is Rina launching her lip kit line, and it's like she's like, however, she fears it's done. It's been done at the wrong time because everyone's wearing masks. <laughs> I was just like, if this is going to be it, I swear to God. But he was also saying about with Kathy, like. And I know you were saying you were hoping for drama. I'm kind of hoping for drama, but he reckons that she's trying to like do this as kind of like image rehabilitation from the Paris Hilton doc because obviously she didn't come across great in that. Yeah. Do you have any strong thoughts on that or do you just reckon, like why would she want to do it, I suppose? Because like she's Paris Hilton's mom. She can't be hard up for the money. Like why is she doing it now, I suppose, as well after all this time? Uh, uh, well, I thought attention, to be honest, like, yeah. you know, I think maybe she has seen that, like, you know, she has been close to the spotlight without actually being in the spotlight a lot over the years because of her friendships and her sisters and Paris. And I wondered if maybe that was it. Um, but that's an interesting point. Yeah, she doesn't obviously come out the best in the Paris Hilton documentary. But like, I also don't think she comes out as a villain. I think she comes across as like a mother who like made a decision that it turns out to be bad. And like, yeah, you know, people that happens like, you know, I don't think and I don't think Paris thinks, and I, I don't think anyone thinks that the intention was to send Paris to somewhere that was going to be really damaging to her. And, um, you know, she just made a decision that with hindsight wasn't great. So, you know, yeah, it might be that. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, I think they all know that if you don't deliver on the drama front, you'll be gone and nobody wants to be a one and done housewife. Yeah. Um, so, so we hopefully We've only watched the Beverly Hills um, season or series, obviously. So where would you direct us next? Well, it's tricky because uh, New York is my number one favorite, like absolute favorite, like injected into my veins. Um, But the older episodes are very old. And so um, I think some people have a hard time getting into it. And I've heard that from some of my Instagram followers, but it is so worth it. It is so worth it. There is no cost, except for maybe Atlanta. There is no cost that beats those women for like madness and like hilarity. And, you know, you know, there's rows, there's like, you know, really important friendships ending, which, you know, I love there's, um, like just like slapstick comedy as well. Like, you know, there's a character, Sonia on it, who you guys would just adore, there's women who are just terrible, like Ramona, like awful people, but so watchable. Like I cannot recommend it enough. So that would be my number two. And then my number three in terms of the American franchises would be uh, Atlanta, which again, those women are just so funny, but also it's one that's like been on for a long time. So the old episodes look a bit janky, um, but it's it's worth it, I think, in my opinion, um, because you've got like people like Nini who from Atlanta who is an iconic housewife like nobody can argue with that or Portia Williams who's on it at the moment who's been on it for 10 years who again is in kind of the hall of fame like I just don't think you can consider yourself a housewife aficionado 
of any degree if you haven't watched New York and Atlanta. And you will love it. You just have to stick stick with it a little bit through the early episodes. But having said that, I love the old episodes of New York because they usually start the series in the Hamptons. And I want any little bit of insight into the Hamptons I can get. I want to see the houses. I want to see the parties. I want to see it all. Um, and these are like, you know, back in the days when I was, I don't know, my early 20s or maybe even late teens. So it's like, you know, white parties with P. Diddy and like, you know, it takes me back to a time. So I, I just, yeah, Kelly Ben Simone, like you just, yeah, you just have to watch New York, please. You don't have to we'll put have a to... time limit on it, Fanula. Like you can, you yeah, can we'll do have to start tag teaming them. I'll see you in 2045 <laughs> when I've finished. <laughs> Portia will probably still be there, like with her walker or something. Andy Cohen yeah. just standing yeah. there. Oh, I cannot wait. I feel like I would enjoy New York. And I feel like you even you mentioned Nini. I feel like people, even if you don't watch Housewives, you know Nini. Because she's just yeah. she's in culture, culture. She's in everything. Like it's Nini, yeah. everywhere. She's a face that launched a thousand GIFs. Yes, I said GIFs. I don't actually say GIFs. I say GIFs. But she is the face, <laughs> like, you know, she's she's truly iconic. Like I hated her by the time she finished and left the series, but she is an iconic housewife. Um so yeah, I really like, I really just think everyone should do it. That's what I'm off oh. to start this afternoon. Yeah, <laughs> what a joy. Louise McSharry, thank you so much for thank joining you, us Gal. on Bandwagons to talk uh, Beverly Hills. I'm sure we'll have, we'll have you back for more intel on something else when we're done another franchise, whenever that may be. I will. Hopefully I'll actually remember. I can't believe how much I've forgotten. So sorry. Hopefully I'll remember whatever we talk about next. <laughs> Thank you so much. Time for a binge watch. Thanks, Louise. <laughs> Thanks, thanks Louise. guys. Big thanks to Louise and Sherry for joining us. You can listen to her wonderful show at the weekends on 2FM. Uh, incredible show. One of my faves when I'm yeah, that early. She's uh, one of my favourite people to follow on Instagram as well. So I would recommend giving her an old follow. I'm assuming her name is Louise McSherry. Um, yes. Uh, on the subject of kind of Bravo and the Housewives dealing with race and kind of recognizing the issues there. There's a really, really good uh, long form piece uh, on Vulture. I think it was out on April 14th, but like obviously just Google it, you'll still find it. And it's um, the soul of Bravo, a year of national reckonings on race and inequality has tested how real the housewives should be. And it's by Anna Peel. Um, or if you Google inside the reckoning at Bravo and Real Housewives, Incre- very 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 good piece and well worth your time um, if you were a Housewives fan um, and mentioned already multiple times but uh, Connor Bean, uh Housewives and Me very good podcast if you want to keep up to speed with Housewives and he's had an incredible selection of guests including Louise McSherry so yeah and Samantha uh, Mumba check that out and Samantha Mumba oh like the guests to name been, a few to name a few yeah oh look, we'd be here all day but um, anyway yeah much uh much, much, much recommended. Um, I am like trying to think of what else. We are going to... I would like some mini bandwagons, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else you're going to say. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. I actually don't know either, to be honest. Um, on the Netflix front, do you use Headspace? No. No? I use I should. Sorry, I, I don't mean that as if to be like, I need to start meditating, but I don't at the minute. I know a lot of people who uh, really enjoy Headspace and I have used it in the past I'm actually not using it at the minute but they're bringing it to Netflix there's like a um, like a new series that's going to help you go to sleep put your mind at ease while you're going to bed wouldn't that be nice I fall asleep to the telly every night so I'm actually excited to have one that like is purposely for falling asleep to Um, so it's coming to Netflix on April 28th so stay tuned for that Um, I might try that because I tried a sleep podcast the other night and I it made me it was so bad and it was like one of the top ones that came up on Spotify was that the one that tells stories and I was really so boring angry. stories yeah it was yeah. it actually just annoyed me because I, yeah. I started listening to like a, my normal a normal podcast that I like that's not like too, it was just too weekly like not majorly rambunctious or anything well, where am I coming with this vocabulary but anyway and then I found I was concentrating too much so I was like right okay I'll just stick this on and then I was just annoyed like, he was just like talking his Patreon and everything and yeah he was just like repeating himself. I was like, I fucking hate this. Anyway, sorry. Anyway, you need headspace. Anyway. Um, Promising Young Woman. so many things. Yes. It's on Now TV, 
I think it's just now it's called now. It's it? just it's now, now. Yeah. It's on yeah. now and it's on Sky. And it's on Sky Cinema. Um, I'm not sure of the premise, really. It's Carrie Car- Mulligan. She is a promising young woman, <laughs> I'd imagine. Uh, so it's kind Google of it. it's being billed as like a revenge kind of thriller but I don't think that does it justice I haven't watched it but like from what I've read of it it's um, a friend it's about grief and it's about loss and it's kind of about the the narrative around women being drunk and going home with men and it's one of those ones I think you you watch and you we're we're never going to sell it well enough. But like, there's a lot of awards buzz around it. Carrie Mulligan is be, is receiving praise across the board. Uh, stacked cast like Adam Brody, Bo Burnham, a few other people. Uh, Emerald Fennell is on directing duties. Um, um, very very good. Maybe watch whatever headspace you're in because like obviously this is littered with trigger warnings. So just suss that before you sit down to watch it. Uh, it got 91% on Rotten Tomatoes just for anyone I know you're all wondering I will probably watch it this weekend um, so I'll report back and then I wrote down um, Life by Desiree that song that I couldn't get out of my head the other day but uh, that's not really relevant because the song is like 25 years old but it's just so funny I, it's a mini bandwagon you're on I'm I don't think I know that song. will you sing a bit I, about it I'm afraid of the dark, especially when I'm in the park and there's no one else around. Ooh, I get the shivers. I don't want to see a ghost. It's the sight that I fear no. most. I'd rather have a piece of toast and watch the evening news. It's... Oh, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's going, doing the rounds yeah. on TikTok, but it's... If you need a laugh, I would look up Life by Desiree. It's just a funny, funny, funny song. Um, and you it's gotta serious, be as a tune then. So if you want to like balance out like the silliness with the actual tune level, you gotta be moan. You gotta be not her as well. Be wiser. Yeah. Um, and then finally, this is our last chance to plug our live charity episode, which is happening this Friday at eight o'clock. Um, there are still tickets available if you just want to donate and you don't want to actually take part that's absolutely fine you can still just buy a ticket and the money will go to the Irish Cancer Society um, we are so excited for it we can't wait we're going to have a bit of drag bingo from Victoria's Secret we're going to have um, some drinks and giggles with Darren Garrahy and there'll be lots of loads of prizes and loads of like little games and stuff Whopper prizes up for grabs from The Body Shop, uh, Wine Lab, Jando, Grace O'Malley, O'Malley uh, Tato, Still Garden Distillery, Mr. Tato. Like we have prizes coming out the wazoo and that's literally just for coming. You literally do not have to do anything else. You just have to be there on the night. That's literally it. You can have it on in the background if you want. Who cares? Um, well, we'd like you to obviously to actually participate, but. There, there you go. That's all you need. If you're not in, you cannot win as the old singles. Tickets are seven euro. You can buy them from our website, banlinespodcast.com. And they're on event parade. I'm sure if you search it, you'll just find it organically yeah. there yourself. Um, we are at Bandwagon's Podcast on social media. This podcast has been produced by Collaborative Studios. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, but only if it's nice. Follow us on Spotify to keep up to date with the latest episodes. Um, we are on Patreon, as we've already mentioned. So come join us over there if you want some exclusive episodes of content. Uh, I've been Fanula. I've been read. I zoned out there, sorry. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.